Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I don't know why you're smiling like that. Like, if your team is doing anything other than disgracing It's not about themselves. my team. I just, because I remember saying, like, I don't think Poch would do anything at Chelsea. Okay. Because I, I don't rate Poch. You know, I don't rate eggheads. We are where we are. <laughs> do you rate Poch? I, I don't think he's his fault, but we'll discuss it later. Mm, okay, interesting. <clears throat> All right, hey guys. Welcome back <laughs> to the Gold Diggers Podcast. <laughs> A lot has happened over the weekend. A couple of uncomfortable conversations need to be had, just like the one you heard over there about Eric Ten Hag and Mauricio Pochettino. Um, unfortunately, in my opinion, anyway, um, Lauren's all smiles. <laughs> Last Still smiling. Winners. Still smiling. All right. Um, so is Ella. I'm always smiling, to be fair. Oh, when you were one nil down, you were not smiling. That's Let's true. Be for real. That's true. Yeah, that <laughs> first half. We'll come on to that, but down. We will definitely come to it. But first, let me introduce the panel. You're joined by myself at Anita Abayami on all social media platforms. And we are here with Beatrice at Bucky underscore Beatrice. Um, Tima at Teams underscore GH. Ella at LFCLs. And Lauren at Lauren Coys. So let's get straight into it. Beatrice, what was you and Tima having a conversation about? Oh, we're talking about Poch. Um, and Tima seems to think what's going on at Chelsea has nothing to do with Poch. I didn't say that. <laughs> okay, she seems to think it's not Poch's fault. I just don't think it's all his fault, no. Okay. And why is that? <laughs> you just want to get me angry straight away. Fair, 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 fair. Let's go. Um, <clears throat> not to be a broken record, but I think... The board have a lot to do with what's going on at Chelsea. It's the same patterns that we saw last season. And um, they are guilty of one of the worst sackings in football history. So when you have that combination... <laughs> football history? Yeah, I genuinely that's... think it's the worst sacking. One of the worst sackings. I think that's quite dramatic. but It's not. No, no, no. Because it's dramatic about what's happened to Chelsea since then. So do you rate, is that the number, out of all of the sackings that Chelsea have made, is this your absolute worst? Be careful. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's the worst given the circumstances. It's not the worst. Obviously, like, Jose the first time broke my heart, but it's not the, but it's the worst in terms of the circumstances, in terms of the arrogance, in terms of 
what they thought they were going to do versus what the reality like do you know when you see the instagram versus the reality <laughs> it's two completely <laughs> things that is like basically what we have what we have and i think they are failing like their decisions are failing the club we were talking earlier they haven't even announced a sponsor we are five games into the season this sponsorship is supposed to be one year deal it's going to be about two weeks by the time everything goes through what's the point what's the point like you you sell half a team you sell half our team or three quarters of the team and you bring in players that lack any quality. There's only three signings that they've made that have had any quality. Everyone else, meaty, meaty from top to bottom. But Poch doesn't or escape. Potential. But it's a massive gamble. Like, you're gambling for no reason. Like, everything's a gamble. Jackson's a gamble. Sanchez is a gamble. Like, keeping Conor Gallagher is a gamble. Like, it's so unnecessary. It's not necessary. Captain Connor Gallagher. Why is he captain as well? (laughs) It just like lacks, it just so lacks such, it's just amateurish. And during the week, like Chelsea fans saw that um, Paul Wynn Stanley and Lawrence Stewart came out and basically did PR talking about how they how they had to lower the age of the team. No, 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 no one asked you to do that. That's that's on your own. Like you don't want to buy anyone be up above the age of fourteen. That's on you. Fourteen. And <laughs> <laughs> it. it was twenty five. <laughs> it's practically like all these nineteen. Don't, don't <laughs> and then what else did they say about contracts and stuff? Like it's not going to work. Like if you don't bring in the best, if you don't have the absolute best in every position of your club, because that's what Roman Abramovich did. He brought in the best and that's why Chelsea were able to sustain their success over the period, like the 20 year period. He, he, so this ownership have brought in people from Brighton who have never won a trophy in their life, in the history of the club. They've never won a trophy and you're bringing them in to, to manage Chelsea, Chelsea's transfers and, and signing new contracts. Is that the best? I would say Poch is the best. At but that in, stuff exactly. Ever. But Poch is also not the best. So you're coming in with substandards and what are you gonna what do you expect to produce? You're never gonna you're never gonna have a world class outcome if you're gonna if you if your parts are meaty from top to bottom. Okay, let's keep it on performance, right? Sorry. Let's, you're right. Okay. Because you, you're doing <laughs> movements. <laughs> I just, I'm just... Let's go on to the performances. And I'll, I'll come to you last, okay? Is that all right? I know you yeah, let me, let me... By let the me... way, guys, the way Tima entered the podcast, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were to fight somebody. I'm not going to lie, but let's, let's talk about performances. And... I'm going to look at you, Lauren, because you told us we're in for a treat with Pochettino. You oversold it to us. and you I said, did not. Did okay, I sold say? It. She sold it to you, Lauren. She, she did, did it? You, yeah. you sold it. You said that we're in for a treat and like Poch bull this, Poch bull that. So if I may ask you, not in, not in any sarcasm at all, but what treat are we not having at the moment? Like, we, have you watched Chelsea? In, yeah, no. But in, in like, in Poch's first season at Spurs, he was close to the sack at Spurs. It was going that badly. He needs time. And the mess that he's in at Chelsea is worse than the mess that he... I mean, I suppose he inherited a really poor squad. He has a better squad, but it's a mess. You've got people who are moving to the country that they're learning how... Like, he's got a lot to deal with. Mm. And Chelsea's recruitment policy has been to sign young players, not necessarily to sign winners. There's a lack of experience within that Chelsea team. So in terms of the who can he look to to apply the right standards or lead the team 
you know, through this kind of bad period, who's going to take, you know, the game by the scruff of the neck? He hasn't been really provided with those players. Yeah. Um, so 12 injuries as well. Yeah. It's not an excuse. But, so, but I, I mean, I watched Chelsea today. I don't necessarily, I, I don't think it was Poch's fault. That, the, the tactical setup and the coaching, he coached a win. You've got a striker that looking... doesn't know how to put a, a ball into the back of the net. There was just there was a lack of clinicalness and quality in in the final third. But it, I don't think Chelsea. I don't. I don't think Chelsea were outplayed. Personally, they, they should have won the game. They haven't been outplayed in any of them. I think they have one of the top possession stats so far this season. It's their conversion rate. They're not scoring goals. But what? But who? Who would? Who assumed that just having Nicholas Jackson up front would ever be enough? For any thank top you. team, any thank top you team, so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Hold it in, Hold it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it, it just, it's just not, it's not enough. Like I think the Chelsea number nine position is really hard to play in general. Mm. Nicholas Jackson is not enough. All right, and Ella, I'm gonna come to you because you've been, you've witnessed the whole rebuild in your squad with Jurgen Klopp. This must have been years back, obviously, but when you were in that position where your team wasn't getting the wins and things just didn't seem to be clicking. How was it for you? To be honest, with Klopp, what helped is that you saw small progression all the time. So even in the first match against Tottenham away, you saw the style of play instantly, and you could see that we were building very. We were, build, we were building slowly, season after season. Mm. But with Chelsea, like the number <laughs> nine, I don't know if you saw Vlaovic's performance for Juve. But you're thinking, <laughs> why on earth? All that money they... spent and, and, and to finish He's... just Jackson. Honestly, it's crazy. Because I think what they wanted to do is swap deal with Lukaku or something like that. And 35 million. I would have taken that. Because look look at look how well he performed on the weekend. Guaranteed goals, strong, pacey. Do you know such a, a lot of Chelsea fans didn't want him? No. Nah. Can, you, can you imagine? <laughs> After... <laughs> Sorry, you told me not to... <laughs> no, but it's true because I like no no top look, the same way the relegation teams end up in relegation because they don't have a striker that can get them the goals. You're not going to get the top four if you don't have a striker that can get you goals, or if you haven't got goals, then coming from your wide players like Liverpool, Salah produces a lot of goals, so a number nine doesn't have to score as many. But you look at like I, I look at Chelsea and I think where are the where are the goals coming from until the likes of Nkunku or whoever come back. But it's Sterling just doing everything. It's Sterling literally Sterling, carrying the attack. Sterling was tired today. <laughs> he's he was the only one with the experience to, to take the game and say, team, this yeah. is the standard. He was tired. But Beatrice, because you're the one that posed the question, right, about Pochettino and Chelsea. What have you seen in Pochettino's Chelsea that you're thinking, yeah, this, this isn't going to bang? I think for me, it was even before he joined Chelsea, because there was a period where Man United obviously wanted him. And for me, the issue with that was, can he come to a club where there's big expectations and perform? And I had question marks around that. So for me, him going to Chelsea, where the fans are known to have high expectations, I thought he'd struggle under that pressure. Especially, like like you said, going through, like having new ownership, having loads of players that he doesn't quite know what to do with. I think that's a, 
a huge challenge like we saw at PSG he went there everyone had high expectations of him he didn't quite perform as expected he didn't you know get them the European trophy like he was expected I feel like if he can't do that at a club like PSG where they have great amazing but players didn't do that at PSG and he uh, won like I'm just like as a that's, comparison that's fair. most other managers have gone to PSG and, and not struggled. got the Champions League yeah okay that's that's a good point but I still think at Chelsea like where the fans want to see a European trophy where they want to be in top four I just feel like he's going to struggle to to do that that's just my thought Tima <laughs> Um, <laughs> I don't necessarily disagree. Um, I think the problem with Poch was always going to have this season is that with Chelsea, it has the ability to turn really toxic very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. You already see that at the end of today's game they that they were booing him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why like these youngsters and this and this experiment Again, so coupled that with the fact that we've got an ex-Tottenham manager that a lot of Chelsea fans didn't want in the first place, that's not <laughs> a rec- That's basically mm. a recipe for disaster because you have young players who have they let's let's be honest they like mentally they haven't developed that mental strength that you need. Even some top professionals at Manchester United haven't hasn't developed that mental strength that you need <laughs> to play oh. like top top football. So you have that with <laughs> I said what I said, <laughs> it? you have that plus a coach that played for one of our most hated rivals with a with an experiment that didn't work last season and so that is fresh in people's minds so it has a it it already is a recipe for disaster but one thing i think Poch has been come has has come in to do is develop those young players but it's just whether chelsea fans are going to give him time to do it they and won't. i don't think they are no i don't think the board understand the chelsea fan base no because i think it's not a because because the whole this has happened with graham potter they literally have tried this culture and what they're trying to develop with graham potter it didn't work obviously lampard was the stopgap they've done it again with potch the chelsea board do not understand that the fan base will not wait mm. like it's not mm. it's it you could put any manager who's won one in the first five games at, at Chelsea, it, it, the only one being Luton at home, yeah. and the Chelsea fans would have the same opinion. Yeah. It's not a potch problem. It's the fact that if you're a Chelsea manager, you need to win in your first season because that's what the club yeah. do. That's what that's what the fans have become accustomed to. And the board have come away from that and said, okay, we're going to build young. We're going to build a winning team in five years. But the Chelsea fans are not going to sit there and wait five years. And the problem, I think the problem, I think... You, to be honest, everyone, that all of your points are completely bang on, especially the Nicholas Jackson thing. I spent the summer telling Chelsea fans, do not get excited about pre-season. Nicholas Jackson isn't enough. He literally scored 12 goals at the end of the season and then got a big move. Like he hasn't proved that he can be that striker on a sustained, like over like, a, even a course of a whole season. So why we think we don't need another striker. And if we go... To in Jan- to January and go and buy Ivan Tony. I'm going to come on this pod and lose my mind because <laughs> if that is the plan, because it's a gamble. It's another gamble. No, it's not Tony a gamble. It is, let me tell you Ivan why. It's a, let me tell you why it's a gamble. a gamble. Let me tell you why it's a gamble. You're gambling on Nicholas. <laughs> How Jackson. ironic! I know. Sorry, I, 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 <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> you said it, not me. Uh, <laughs> um, it's a gamble because what you're saying is okay. We're going to be okay for half a season. So you think that just what we have is going to be enough to take us to January. And it's another gamble because we don't know what condition he's going to come back after he's been been out for, what, a year? 
mm. or however eight, many months. Eight months. Eight months. I don't know what, what, what mindset he's going to come back to. And, and he's going to cost 80 million pounds. But then it's it's kind of like, okay, the mindset, you don't know what kind of mindset he's going to come back to. Obviously, he's done a couple of interviews where he's still hung- he said he's still hungry and he still wants to yeah. play football and he's still got that desire to be that number nine player. And watching him at Brentford, before the whole situation with his ban happened, he was still on fire and he can, he's you a can goal rely on striker. Also, I think, like you said, he's, he's quite hungry. And exactly. to come back, he's going to have to prove a point that can I produce the same results without the whole gambling thing on the side? At Brentford, he could do that. At Chelsea, where oh, it's probably going to... Come on. I think now. he's... Listen, that Chelsea situation isn't a great situation to walk but into. Then, okay. Who is going to walk into that Chelsea situation as a nine and thrive? It's probably the least risk if, of anyone. Oh, I don't know. Because he million pounds. To... Not for me. He doesn't have to adapt. I'll take him at United, boy. You, you know? Take him, yeah. <laughs> like, I'll take him at like, I will take Ivan Tony. And <laughs> if they're monitoring his situation, I would think that's the first thing that they are doing completely right when it comes it's to our striker situation. And let's not forget, stupid. he will go back to training, what is it, yeah, this month soon. or yeah. very, very soon. Very soon yeah. It's not as if he's just going to rock up in January having not played. Like, obviously, he's not going to play, but in terms of being in and around a top professional football club, he will do. He will start that again Look, this month. The one thing that Chelsea lack right now is scoring goals. Ivan like Tony brings you goals. And another thing that Raheem Sterling is kind of lacking right now, people are talking about Nicholas Jackson and the Mudrick link up today being decent or half decent, right? I see it as you have Raheem Sterling up there. I would have preferred to have seen a link up with Nicholas Jackson and Raheem Sterling and Nicholas Jackson getting into them places mm-hmm. where he can tee up Raheem Sterling. Look, Like you said, it looked like Raheem Sterling was doing everything alone, right? Ivan Tony is the answer to that. He is that, he is, he's that player that is good at hold-up play, link-up play and finishing. What more do you want in a striker? Maybe it won't, um, in your opinion, maybe it won't go as well as you think, but it will probably be better than gambling outside of the league because I'm looking outside of the league. Vlahovic, okay, who else? Uh, Oshman. And the thing is, but that's an even bigger gamble. Yeah. Yeah, he, even it's bigger. Seko. His name's Seko. The guy at Leipzig. Yeah, but that's again, but he's, he's, he's another one. He's, he's, has he been doing it for longer Wait, than a team, season? Sorry, yeah. Timo, what are we saying here? You, you won picked a an injury-prone league. person yeah. and you picked a place where Werner came from. And and, and Oshiman is going to cost you Crazy 120, 150 minimum. Bring me Oshiman. He's so injury prone. You want another Bring injury? Reese James, look at our injury list right now. And I thought the is there even any room issue? left? This is your room. Like is an yeah. issue. Why go with Oshman? Um, so Oshman, he's going to sign new contracts with a, a release clause. Yeah, but Napoli are not going to agree to that contract. Uh, at, at anything below one hundred minimum. Bring me Oshman. Oshman over Ivan Tony. Yeah. Oshman over Ivan Tony. I said what I said. That, uh, that I think that's more of a gamble than bringing <laughs> Ivan Tony, <laughs> than Ivan Tony but, um, back know. to Premier League. Uh, I just, anyone but Nicholas Jackson. Do you see that shot where he literally shot and fell over? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that one that went left of the goal. That was funny. As I said last week. any eating himself after that. <laughs> and not last week. As I, I think I've said before, anyone who tucks in their shorts like that, you better bring your A game. <laughs> like you better. Do you know he has? Do you know in terms of his uh, expected goals, he's way, way behind. He's supposed to have had like five goals and he scored one. I knew it wasn't going to go right the moment he did not take that penalty against West Ham. I was like, this is not the guy. This isn't the guy. Baby Drogba, please. 
Okay, Drogba's first season was atrocious. Not this bad. It was. It was bad, but not Nicholas Jackson bad. It's been five games. <laughs> One goal. Five, how many did Drogba have in that entire season? 13. Girl, in the Premier League. Girl. I think Nicholas Jackson also needs to physically develop because he, I, I, I look at him and think, it's a bit like Bambi. Yeah, yeah. He just looks <laughs> like he's not in quite control of both of the yeah. limbs at the right time with the decision making, with the strength, all at the same time. Tony would bring that, yeah. in all mm. fairness, because nobody likes to play against Tony. I think if you're Ruben Diaz or one of these defenders, you look at Nicholas Jackson and think, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I can handle that. And, and that's his problem right now. So Chelsea have one win in... <laughs> <laughs> one win in five. They they started off well. Oh, drew against Liverpool one one. Lost to West Ham three one. Beat Luton three nil. Things looked bright after we beat Luton. Beating Luton with yeah. zero no, points no, down at the bottom. It, just, we, it, we didn't even play well it was a day to remember. Chopper <laughs> <laughs> got ten goals by the way. Ten, ten goals. Family? Yeah, out of twenty six. Let's see if Nicholas Jackson can get ten Premier League goals. <laughs> um, they lost to Nottingham Forest at home, which was a shock. And drew nil nil with Bournemouth today. Their next games, they've got Aston Villa at home, Fulham away, Burnley away before they go to Arsenal after the international break. Can you see any three points from that team? Uh, we should be collecting nine points. We will not collect nine points. I don't know. Like I'm just used to Chelsea not winning now. Like I even today, I didn't expect them to win. I wasn't surprised about Nottingham Forest. I just poured another drink. I moved on with my life. <laughs> Just said, cheers. I, I, I need Pochettino to be in place for when he comes to N17. So don't sack him before then, please. It's, it's for, a bit, uh, November the 6th. I have tickets now. So uh, please. That's, <laughs> one thing I will say, though, is that that October Chelsea fans are, are crying about, I think Chelsea will do better than people expect. So you, you can say that, but if you get one injury in your team, I think you're finished. Tottenham are Tottenham. finished, yeah. One day, one injury away from being finished. Mad- if Madison gets injured, do you know what? Hmm? Do you agree with that, Lauren? We're not one injury away from being finished, but we are our spine. If we lose two or two from the spine, yeah. Like, but I've said this before. Like, it's like I know that that, that we only have a starting eleven right now, and and when they don't play, the wheels come off. We're not in the Carabao Cup anymore because that team didn't play. <laughs> like, it's it's the reality. But whilst they're not fit, and I was there begging, who was it, Argentina, whoever it was, I was happy to see Madison on the bench for England. Whilst they are fit, I'll, if they're fit and, they, and everybody's fit going into that into the Chelsea game, I'll be I feel confident. Okay, if you we'll guys don't them. improve, we'll see. I just feel like you're hated so hard. We will see, man. I think I, I think it's because so she goes hard. from saying, Oh, I didn't expect us to win against Bournemouth to to we'll see. To yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the thing is that what you what you're not expecting what you not what you guys are not appreciating is Tottenham are our biggest rivals. Like it's not like it's a different game from playing like Bournemouth. If Tottenham fans want to be confident, cool, we'll see. All right. I will mm. leave the Chelsea talk there before you two start uh, getting into it. Burnley out. 
okay, full stop. Man's <laughs> the owner. <laughs> <laughs> He's not good anyway. <laughs> drink it, drink yeah. a cup of tea. Please. Have another glass of champagne. Yeah. How long have I been calling that you leave his name? Bro, do you know how much money he has? The glazers. Can we actually all just talk about our owners? All of them out, man. All of them. I don't know why you're complaining. Huh? FSG. 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 They're not they're stingy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anita, they're not. Ten more years, FSG. Ten more years. <laughs> <laughs> As for Glazers, I'm slightly starting to feel sorry for Man United. Nah. Wait, sorry. The team that plays on the day. I'm slightly starting to feel sorry for them, personally. Because losing 3-1 at home at a Manchester United ground is unheard of. But anyway, let's talk about it, Beatrice. Brighton came to your gaff. It wasn't a great match for Eric Ten Hag, but it wasn't a bad match, as some people say. What was your your take on it? Who are those people? Do you know, it was so sickening to me, and Gogo, I'm going to call you out here, he was telling me, yeah, but Man United didn't play that um, that badly. Sometimes you can play well <clears throat> and not get We didn't points. play that badly in the first 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. After that, we collapsed. So I would still overall call it a pretty bad game because at the end of the day, we're at home and that's where, you know, historically we play the best. So if that's happening at home, then what's going to happen away? <laughs> Rashford was yeah. he missed a lot of chances, didn't he? The thing, yeah, mm. what was annoying me with Rashford was that he got into some really good positions, but then he chose to shoot all the time instead of like mm. playing to the best player available, which was really annoying because now's not the time to be in your selfish bag. Now's the time to pass to other people because we needed the goals. So it was really annoying that Rashford felt like he needed to, I don't know what was going on with him, but he felt like he needed to score in that game. And that cost us in the first 30 minutes where we had the momentum. But do you think now that was because I looked at your lineup and I thought it just seemed a little bit unbalanced. I didn't think like there was probably more reliance on Rashford in that lineup. Mm. I mean, we tried some, or Ten Hag tried something different with the diamond formation. Um, Rashford and Hoyland played up top. Mm. Um, we hadn't really tried that before. So I think he was trying to see how well they would work together. And it, it wasn't, it wasn't bad but like you said it was pretty unbalanced and I think we should have just gone with a regular 4-3-3 and played Palestri on on the right but that didn't happen and and again he should have changed the like when things stop working just change it quickly but it's like he wanted to see how it it would go and it just didn't go in our favour and Brighton just completely played us off the park the second half so it was a it was a bad game I had to turn it off like after 2-0 because we weren't coming back and looking at Brighton's perspective, I'm going to come to you, team, seeing as we're basically Brighton now. Yeah. <laughs> you come to Brighton. Brighton like, correspondent. <laughs> Brighton correspondent. That's basically who we are now. We are, we are Brighton. Okay. But looking at Brighton's performance, and you kind of see, what's the manager's name again? Deserby. Deserby. And see how well he's doing with these group of players. And Carrie Matoma, who's meant to be their star player, he was non-existent against mm. Man United, but Man, um, but Brighton still managed to cook. What do you make of this? He Brighton rotated team? as well. Hmm? That what Brighton, that wasn't Brighton's strongest eleven. It wasn't. Estupinyanyam. Estupinyanyam. Estupinyan. Yeah, yeah, finish. Yeah, That's how you pronounce Estupinyan. He wasn't on the pitch and he's probably um, one of their best defend- better defenders. Mm. Evan Ferguson was on the bench. He was mm. on the bench. And you look at that team and you're thinking, okay, there's, Brighton might be cooking something up here. Yeah, because the thing about Brighton is that they have a good succession plan. So when they lost Potter, 
they didn't panic. They knew who they were going to get in straight away. And the Zerbi has already said that he just built on what Poch, um, Potter, Potter's philosophy that he had. So he had a good base to build on. And because, you know, Brighton is, is, is not a team that has huge expectations. So he can experiment. He can do, he can tweak things. He can rotate the team. But, you know, what I really, what I was really impressed with is everyone knows their roles and everyone's hungry. And they just wanted it more than Manchester United. It was quite obvious. Um, and I was really impressed with their movement, really impressed with um, the way that um, Danny Welbeck took his goal. And I'm, I'm glad that he, he celebrated at Old Trafford. My Ghanaian brother. Um, so, yeah, like I was really impressed with them. I wasn't impressed with Martinez, though. I thought he was shocking. Beatrice. I'm gonna give he's the not, give the Argentinians a pass just because they did have to go and play we'll at La Paz because McAllister mm, yeah, will come to Romero had a good game, but um <laughs> but they had to play at altitude and it's forty eight hours for some of them coming back. I'm not surprised some of them their their heads were on Pluto mm-hmm. in the way that they were playing. Martins was terrible. I think <laughs> at least two of those goals were his fault. Yeah. And is it Regulon, Regaton? Regulon, Regulon. Regulon. I heard he had a good game. Like, he wasn't he was actually one of the bad. better ones. He, he was, he was one of the better ones. ones. Why does he always look like he's on the verge of tears? Like, just <laughs> his resting face is just cry face. That's so mean. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, the main night of defence all over the shop. Casemiro, I don't know what's happened to him. He's fallen off a cliff this season. Main United effect, isn't it? I mean, it's only been five games. Relax. Has he been good in any of those games? We haven't been good as a collective, to be honest. So but last season he was carrying that team a little bit, and this what? season, mm-hmm. this season mm. he's been. He was no, but the, I think Rashford last year was carried because yeah, it was Rashford. Was if Rashford us. scored, it would kind of and Bruno. Get them it was Rashford the and Bruno. And but Casemiro, Casemiro scored really key goals, like yeah, really key headers. Yeah, but now without and Rashford's he... without Rashford's goals, and if Casemiro is not getting goals from set pieces or whatever it is it's he doesn't have protection in midfield like it's not the like I I think as a DM if you're playing next to like an Ericsson type player it's not the easiest to then do your job Hmm. he has to cover a lot of ground Mm -hmm. and he can't do it as one man he's also aging so Scott McTominay well, we've always known he wasn't good. How is he? St- <laughs> if you just gave him the Scottish shirt on top of the United one, you know, or maybe Affle- put it underneath. So Affle was so cheeky, and I know we're not doing international week, but during international week, Graham Souness was comparing to Matt Tomlin to Jude Bellingham. To Bellingham, I was like, Graham Souness has to find shame. He actually has to find shame. He needs to find shame. He has to find shame because that's you put them in the same sentence. What? Be for real. This just doesn't like black men thriving. Yeah, he's he's just racist. Boy, one day we'll have a talk about these pundits because Graham Souness. Yeah, we need a change. We need a change. We need you to change. But back to Man United's defence and their defensive issues. Would you have preferred to have seen a Maguire hey. in your back line? Of course not. I, I mean, I would rather would have been three Martinez ones? dropping a 3 out of 10 than Maguire dropping a 5 out of 10. Because it's infinitely better. So, damn. What's the, what's the point? Nah. Ooh. It's true though. Can you actually say that again just so that um Maguire's mother and everybody else can <laughs> <laughs> But there's a reason Maguire doesn't play in our team. There's a reason he's fifth choice. There's a reason why Luke Shaw plays as a centre back in front of him. Like there's a reason. Because he isn't good. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about the Maguire situation, right? Maguire's mother comes out and says, 
<laughs> Stop joking. Sorry. Sorry. Maguire's mother comes out and makes a statement about the abuse that he's been getting. And obviously, there's no room for abuse for any kind of footballer. Whether you're playing really badly or not, mm. there's no room for abuse, right? I made a tweet saying, of course, there's no room for abuse, yada, yada, yada. And I get that. But people such as Gareth Southgate need to yeah. stop playing. It's his fault. Yeah. They need to stop playing Harry Maguire to protect him from said abuse because he's clearly not informed right now, right? Mm. But what do you guys make of the whole Harry Maguire situation and his mother? And Ella, I'll start with I, you. I, oh. oh, sorry, Lauren. No, I was just going to say, they need to, I, they need to ask one of those pundits or his mother to name the last time Harry Maguire was man of the match. Hey! He the pitch. Name the last yeah. good performance. Please, mm. let us know when it was so we can go back to the archives <laughs> to go and watch it. Ella? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree because what annoys me about Southgate is he's so inconsistent with players. And the reason I don't like him is because you go back to 2020 during COVID, no, 2021, and he called out Trent for being out of form and that's why he wasn't in the squad. Mm. And you mm. see the likes of mm. Maguire, mm. even, sorry, Hendo, actually, I'm not sorry. Hendo mm. being picked. Sorry, yeah. not sorry. No, not not sorry. my player no more. <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing. Maguire, Hendo, not even being picked, but starting games ahead Calvin of Phillips. other people. <laughs> and I don't understand. Like as a player, how can you look at a manager and think he doesn't he doesn't treat me the same way as certain players? Mm. How you how do you expect them to give their all for someone when? They know it's not a level playing field. How is Raheem Sterling not in the England yeah. squad? There's so many questions with Southgate and this is the issue. It's the inconsistency. Like we all know Maguire should not be playing. So why are you coming out and saying it's unfair? You're literally putting him into the fire. No one, no one is asking. Everyone knows he should not be playing because he's not playing for his club. Isn't that the basis of you being picked for international like, I don't understand, so... I, I think I would respect him more if he came out with his chest and said, I'm picking my favourites, because that's just like, how literally, it is. Literally, honest. Just yeah. be honest about it. I also think this Maguire thing, what I don't like about it is they're gaslighting us. They're pretending like he hasn't been shit. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Where was the last good game? <laughs> <laughs> please, let us know. What? Please, let us know the basis. Yeah. For, because when they describe him, top, top class player, top class, is really class, good like, professional. Let, when, when did we last see evidence of that? I just do, you know what it is? Do, do you know what it is, Lauren? It, I think they're embarrassed because he's just not the player that they thought he was. He's just not that player. I think when he went to Manchester United, they thought they had the next Rio Ferdinand, going to be a stalwart for Manchester United, England, like a real leader. All he is is a big head and a tall man. Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't I don't respect I, don't, I, I think family members coming out I think that makes me really uncomfortable because what you're trying you what you're essentially saying is we can't criticize him for not playing well and I think you should know you you've seen your son go through um you know the academies and whatever what for and what not and you you know that criticism is going to come if he doesn't perform well. When he was performing really, really well, was she out here saying, oh, don't say that because actually later on down the line, it could affect his mental health if his performance drops. I think that, I think that's unfair. And I also think, I look at some of the other players that have had way more, I don't even think the criticism has even been anywhere close to what they're portraying. I look at someone like Pogba and what yeah. he went through in this country. Mm-hmm. And I just think, are you, are you crazy? It was, um, that wasn't even just criticism. 
racism. That was character assassination, racism. Yeah. It was just so Everything. many layers. And where, so where, where were all these people? Raheem Sterling had that as the well. Same the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Rashford, Rashford had that. Rash- Rashford, had abu- Rashford was the most abused United player last season. So Oof. they're acting mm. like Maguire is the most abused man United. That, that's that's not true. And it the, was Rashford. And the abuse that, that that Rashford and Pogba is a different level. Yeah. And I don't remember any any of these people coming out to protect them. Like even even I sent a thing in the group chat the other day. Jamie Carragher coming out and criticizing Onana. It was literally his fault for the goal. Like <laughs> what are you talking about? Like what what are we doing here? And you've also got a young man in Sancho. Why are they not protecting him? Thank you. Exactly. He literally talked. He so um Egghead literally talked about his <laughs> mental health. It was one of the reasons why he had to take a break. Why is he not currently getting protected? To be honest, I have a lot to say on the Sancho situation, but. Oh, we can let you free up in just a minute. Yeah, I think I think it's slightly different, yeah. um, honestly. Because I saw, let me even find the tweet. But Sancho has a, a history, kind of, of not being as disciplined as he should be as a football player. He does have a history, so it's not like it came out of nowhere. I'm gonna find find the tweets but now. That could also be that because that could still be mental health, though. Like you could for every club that you've Delhi Ali was tarnished with the same brush, and we've seen the consequences of how Deli Ali was portrayed, for example, in All or Nothing, and subsequently people's opinion of him. And he spoke in his interview with Gary mm. Neville about how that's followed him. And we've seen the reasons behind that, you know, that drop off of form, um, you know, an X, Y, and Z with, with Delhi. But mm. like I said, like with Maguire, Maguire just gets this, to put on this pedestal. And like, I agree with you. Like, it's like, we're allowed to criticise players when they're not playing well. And I look at the summer, you know, if he's Ten Hag's fifth or sixth choice, yet you're still t- telling me he's a top, top, top class player. Mm. If if in the summer, when they were happy to, like United were happy to sell him, they accepted West Ham's bid. Where were the other bids mm. for this top, top, top class player? He's not in demand. I heard Chelsea had rumours, I heard rumours about Chelsea. I, I could have <laughs> gone there myself. I <laughs> and I just sort of protested. Yeah, at, at the end of the day, it's a case of he doesn't play at club level because he isn't good enough to play at that level that United want to be at. Mm. And that is the, the to push towards the Champions League, mm. to push towards winning trophies. He's not good enough to be in that team. Would anybody else in that in the big six group bracket or even a Brighton, would they play Harry Maguire in their first team at this current moment in time? Probably not. So to use this kind of oh, he's never had a bad game here. I just, it just really frustrates me because like we said, we, there are so many other players who have gone through this um, and they haven't seen this level of like PR campaign yeah. um, to to, def- to defend and, and support these people in the press. And I'll, I'll start, I'll finish by saying the first thing. Come and tell me when Harry Maguire was last <laughs> man of the match and I'll sit there and be like, okay, if that's before COVID... All of this is unjustified of what they're doing in this girl campaign. I also want to say there is a difference between abusing a player Mm. and And criticizing a player. And and absolutely, please, we can't abuse players. But I I think think he's getting both. He's getting Mm. both. And I think there's a a thin line that some people are crossing and some people are abusing Harry Maguire. And of course, that's just where we Mm. draw the line and we say, okay, yeah, no that is wrong yeah. but then at the same time 
we are allowed to criticise as football fans. We are allowed to have our opinions. We're allowed to voice our opinions. And what we can't do is brush bad performances under the carpet. Because even though I support England, as a Chelsea fan, I wouldn't let that go if it was Thiago Silva. I wouldn't let it go if it was Levi Mm. Colville. I wouldn't Mm. let it go even if it was John Terry back in the day. Everyone is is succinct to um, criticism. And as football fans, we are allowed to give that criticism. Of course, don't cross the border where where Mm. it it gets to abuse. But Harry Maguire has not been in form for a very long time. Stop playing him. Protect him from the abusers by not playing him it's as simple as that but i really want to hear about this Jaden sancho oh yeah yeah i I, I found the tweet so (laughs) i want to touch on why i said i think it's a little bit different so at um dortmund there was an exclusive where sancho felt humiliated scapegoated and unprotected by dortmund um because I think that uh, Dortmund made some public comments, but I don't know what the comments are, but it says it here. And then that was at Dortmund. And then at Manchester City, uh, Sancho failed to turn up for training on several occasions. At, again, at (laughs) Dortmund, he got fined 86K um, and he was forced to train alone in the pouring rain for repeatedly turning up late. And then at the Euros 2020, his playing time was limited. Um, because of his training form so again like for me this kind of shows historically that his form is either poor in training or he turns up late and there was also rumors at United that Sancho Ten Hag used to give Sancho the wrong time for training so he could come up come on time but he still still came late so Sancho was out for disciplinary reasons I think it's to do with his form at training and lateness but if that's the case then that's fair, in my opinion. That's not, that's not, Ten Hag hasn't done anything wrong by doing that. But do for know? me, what I think is, what I do think is wrong, like I'm not disputing he has disciplinary issues, he doesn't train. But in the same calendar year, when you've got a player who has been struggling with their mental health and you took the decision to protect them, I'm going to compare this to what Postacoglu has said about Richarlison, for mm-hmm. example, mm-hmm. this week. If you've made the decision that you're going to protect a player and that you're going to 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 speak highly of them, you're even going to isolate them and say, go and work on yourself, to then in the same calendar year basically throw them under the bus mm-hmm. by publicly criticising them Regardless of the reasons and whether those reasons are justified, this I've seen Ten Hag not answer questions, for example, with what's going on, try mm-hmm. to avoid answering questions with what's going on with Anthony and all of all different issues. Mm-hmm. He didn't he didn't need to publicly throw him under the bus. That's like a that. good point. I think mm-hmm. he did make a choice there. But I've also seen in a recent interview with Bruno where he said that Ten Hag has individual meetings with players all the time. If he doesn't like something about their performance, anything, he would have individual meetings with them, give them an opportunity to talk, talk it through, try and figure out the issue. So my thing is if you're giving someone protection or you're protecting them, you've chosen not to say anything bad about them, obviously you expect them to return, not a favour, but you expect them to come back and like make sure they're performing on the pitch. You expect them to then come out and want to like work for, do everything right in training and have that motivation to keep sort of going. So if you're protecting a player and still nothing is changing in terms of their form, their discipline, then I think it's only human, like, for you to get sick and tired of it. Like, that's what mm, I think. Do you I think, think no. come on, like, if if a player is continuously not informed, not 
coming on time to training after all you've done for them. Then sell them. You just had the summer window. You, that, the, the thing is, right, I agree with what you're saying. I, I 100% agree. If all these issues keep coming and reoccurring, fine. But you have backed this person publicly about his mental health. Okay. And in a game where Sancho did not play, he didn't feature in said game, he did not have to. No, he do was all asked he was asked the question and what he said was wasn't even like crazy. He just said that he didn't um his he said I have it here. If you do you want me to play it? I'll play I also, it. But I also think to me it's a bit I know that this is a pattern of behaviour, but it suggests there's, there's something deeper there. And I don't know whether we are really going to get the full story. Sure. It's, I, I think I think what Lauren said uh, about Deli Ali is, is is correct because there was a narrative out there that he was poor poor in training, he was lazy, he was that. And then we all know how like, it, what happened to him in terms of his childhood and stuff. I think that people who act out, it's not just because they're lazy, it's because there's something deeper there. And I understand the the quickest thing or the easiest thing is let's let's throw him under the bus. But the hardest thing. That- I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Wasn't the first thing that happened. Okay, so the first the, the first thing he, he tried to protect him, then he threw him under the bus. The actually the harder thing is really trying to delve deep and get to the bottom of why why this is a consistent pattern over his career. But is that United's job? To yes, it is. is. They have a duty yeah, of care for their players. But also, yeah, you're just so harsh. No, but <laughs> I'm just okay. Maybe obviously it might not be the manager's job to do. We might have obviously we probably have therapists behind the scenes and all of that that stuff so maybe it's their job but it's, it's not necessarily the manager's job but then it's the it press is. officer to be like you we we're not answering this question we're mm. avoiding this topic because we are Can dealing with a player that we're trying to because i don't actually think it was crazy it wasn't even bad in terms of playing it can we hmm. we'll cut it out one sec <laughs> now what's the reloading ella you were gonna say no, I was just saying that just a big part of management at the moment is man management because we know players mm. in this generation, like you look at Jose Mourinho, he used to call out players all the time. It's just a different, completely different generation. And you have players that aren't the best trainers, are a bit, okay, we'll use Hazard as an example. It's just on top of my head. Fantastic player. Chelsea player. 
No, because I'm actually going to praise fine. you. It's fine. Like, it <laughs> makes sense. Let, it let makes Helen, sense. Let Helen. Let Helen. <laughs> 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 don't worry, don't worry, Tiba. You already know if it was something bad. Yeah, exactly. The, the microphone swinging backwards. I saw the pod last week. I saw the pod last week. I'm treading carefully. Okay. But Hassel wasn't a great trainer. Mm. I can't. I think Mikel came out and said it. Um, but was brilliant on the weekend. Always brilliant um, when he played. So it's just about trying to manage different characters. And for someone like Sancho, if you look at Deli Ali and what he spoke about Poch, sometimes these players just need an arm around them because we forget how young they are. Mm. They're very young, and they're being given a load of responsibilities on their shoulders and, and have high expectations. But I also think it's a part of Sancho's problem, his lack of motivation, because you look at someone like Anthony and he's just not being given a chance. And it's like, Sancho was levels at Dortmund, performing oh. in the Champions League. Mm. He was Regardless a fantastic of him player. being a poor trainer turning up late, mm-hmm. he, was he was fantastic on the pitch. He was an excellent pitch. player. Um, and he's come to Manchester United, big price tag. And he, it's just like he's not really being—he's just not being felt as like a main guy, a main man. And you can tell that that's kind of his character, and that's kind of what he wants. He wants the responsibility. So for someone to be on the bench and kind of outside that, I can understand why he might lose a bit of motivation and why that might be a might be a problem. But of course, turning up late and everything isn't great. But I think Ten Hag needs to—I don't know—adapt his man management skills and because it's so, such a key part. Is it working? Okay, yeah. No, uh, Scott is ill. And um, uh, Jaden was um, uh, on his uh, performance on the training. We didn't select him. Now, uh, you have to reach uh, a level every day on Manchester United. And we can make choices in the front line. So for this game, he wasn't selected. That was it. That was it. Right. That still sounds bad in my ears. Because you're just saying, saying he say, doesn't train for context. For context, Beatrice has played what Eric Ten Hag said in that post-match conference where he spoke about Jaden Sancho. I still think it's just it's unnecessary. He could have said Jaden Sancho. He's not playing. For disciplinary reasons. No, but it wasn't for disciplinary reasons at this time. He clarified that. He but a lot, he a lot, a lot of that. managers deflect that question when they get asked that and say, "Why haven't you asked me about this, this, this other player who also wasn't in the squad?" There's a way that you can answer that question mm. without basically insinuate, like saying, "Yeah, this player hasn't trained up to the correct standards, so that's the reason why they're not been selected." He didn't have to give that reason. Mm. He could have just said. This person also wasn't in the squad. Da, 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 da. We've got 25 people. You can't pick everyone. We've heard the excuses that fair, managers give. We had a give. lot of people out. It, if he wasn't getting picked, then there's obviously a reason. And it, sh- it, sh- it was obvious that there was something wrong. Because at the lied. bare minimum, you could have lied. You could have said he was ill. Just say fitness reasons. Like, yeah. It's literally about fitness. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. I think because last season, right, there was plenty of moments where Sancho was out ill. He was out ill all the time. And we didn't know, like, the reasons at that time. So I don't know what has happened. I thought something had happened. That's why he came out and actually said that. I don't know, man. Personally, I don't think it's that much of a big deal. Like, whatever's happening behind the scenes, they'll deal with it. But if there are disciplinary issues, then then there are. Like, do you know what? Let's talk more about on the pitch with Man United. 
like we said at the start, three one is a mad concern yeah. at home. And what do you take from that performance as a whole? And what do you take from Eric Ten Hag? Like we've spoken about what manager is gonna get sacked first, and a lot of us said um, Eric Ten Hag could get sacked. I don't believe he'll get sacked. I first, don't think but, so either. Because I don't think Man United can afford to do that. But what do you make of these performances that you've had so far this season, especially this three one loss? Yeah, I think so. We've won two games this season and lost three. And when I looked back at, uh, I think it was two seasons ago, we kind of, no, it was last season, actually. We had a similar form at the start and we picked it up. Um, so I, I think at the moment, obviously, it doesn't look good, but I think we can, we still have time to pick it up. It's only been five games. We can pick it up. But I think the fact that we have a lot of players out doesn't help because the people currently playing for the team, not many of them score goals. So if if the people that are meant to familiar. be... It sounds like Chelsea. It does sound like Chelsea. So when when you look, when team is said, it's not an excuse that you have players out. I, it doesn't are, help, who obviously. Are the goal scorers that are missing <laughs> from the team? Like, because, well, no, I'm not, I'm not even, I'm not even trying that as a team. Hoyland is not fully beyond fit. Beyond Rashford. Hoyland is not okay, fully fit. Hoyland. He's our striker. Mm. He's not even fully fit. Like, we had to take him off because he can't he play. Boo- a f- he, got, he got booed for taking him off. Yeah, but, but mm-hmm. he can't play a full 90 because he's not actually fit. They've got to go to the yeah. Allianz midweek yeah. as well. So. And then Amrabat is there. Not not. He's injured. Not fit. What is it with your medicals yeah, and they can't pick up buying? these back injuries? Um, no, I think they knew, but they brought, th- brought them in on the basis that the injuries weren't serious, which I don't know if that's, that's a good idea, but... That's why we team where we can't talk with our injury list. <laughs> we cannot talk. We brought um, Wesley Fofana. <laughs> he just came back from ACL. God. Yeah. And then obviously on the right, we have two people out on that side. The only person we have left there is Palestri. Who? Palestri. I learned his name in the group chat. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's a young talent. From your academy? No, he's not from our academy. You we bought him? A while ago, yeah. But we, I've honestly never heard of him. Yeah, because he hasn't really played. Has he been on loan? Yeah, he was on loan. Where did he go on loan to? I don't actually know. I'm not going to lie. So no. would you play Palestri in your next match? I think Bayern we have Munich? to. I think we have to. We have against to Bayern him. Munich? Oh, no. <laughs> we're going to have to play him. Uh, we're not doing the diamond thing again. It, doesn't, it wasn't looking good. So we're going to have to play him. All right. We'll come to Champions League matches very shortly. I think only... Only you can talk about my Champions yeah. League matches Damn, this man. season. Oh, oh. This is the ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> no Tottenham, no Liverpool, no Chelsea, no Champions League. We could have just no Manchester United either. <laughs> we could just cut this section out, innit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, we still gonna talk about the Champions League. We gonna give some predictions. We're gonna be sitting from outside the club talking about Champions League. That's fine, but. Let's move on to Spurs because I didn't give you the Thank time you. to talk you. about Spurs in your last time here. So let's talk about Spurs. Postacoglu ball. And ball. And ball. Yeah, we use his first name. That rolls off the tongue a little bit about mm. Ange ball. Tell mm. me a little bit about it. It is high press, win the ball back early. We play with inverted fullbacks, keep possession of the ball, move the ball quickly. Wow. And 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 it doesn't sound goals. like you're describing Tottenham. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's the that's the style, that's the style of play, and his style of play matches up with. And I, I've never, I'm not like a big full advocate of this, but you know the Tottenham Hotspur way that a lot of our fans want to see attacking football, and and having three consecutive defensive style managers, he's just come in. He's been like a breath of fresh air. 
from the football, but also him as a person, like the way he's dealt with the Richarlison um, situation this week and spoken so positively. Um, and yeah, it just had to be Rishi coming off the bench to, to win us the game. The latest comeback win ever, breaking our previous record um, against Leicester um, when Bergwijn got two goals at the end. But yeah, it was just like... It was hard because we didn't deserve, like, we didn't deserve to lose the game. But generally, it was like 95, 96 minutes. And I'm still sat, I was, I was like, sat there thinking, no, we're still going to get another chance. I still don't think we're going to lose the game. And I think because Ange has very much a we don't give up mentality and the fitness work that has been done in the summer meant that we could go to 110 minutes and push and push and push. Um, and yeah, Richarlison equaliser, Kudoseski. Um, winner limbs in the south stand um yeah i'm happy like i'm just i'm just happy that my team <laughs> we're playing good football and we're, and we're winning matches it's and so, people are sorry, happy it's so weird hearing you talk like this <laughs> 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 so i've been in the it's depths crazy. of this like yeah it's just like it's nice because like i said like it's not as if I'm not going to sit here and say under Conte we were rubbish like that. That hit, when he first came in and we managed to get top four from like eighth place, that was a great season. Last season was atrocious, but to have, uh, I think, a manager that the entire fan base is behind, players who are playing like they want to be there, people who are now taking responsibility. Like we haven't just changed. Like half, like half of our starting eleven is different. Our leadership team is completely different. Like there's been a lot of change, and we've been this good this quickly. Um, I wasn't expecting us to to kind of for the to the vision to see the vision this early. I was expecting us to have a, more of a start that Chelsea have had. Um, to be honest, so I'm I'm happy that we're playing this well this quickly. Obviously, if we get injuries, the wheels prob- like the wheels will come off. Um, if we lose certain players, um, but again, like. Klopp didn't do it in like it took a, it took a number of transfer windows it took Pep a number of transfer windows we're, we're going it's taken Arteta a number of transfer windows we're gonna take time but I'm happy with what I see like I have belief in in what we're trying to do and you two look so upset <laughs> <laughs> as a Chelsea fan I wish we were down for no because I was I was really upset when you guys got potch and I didn't want that I hold my hands up I was like who but he's doing well yeah like he's yeah he's he's adapted and players who i was ready to sell in the summer have adapted and managed to play you know the way and when i look at players like papessa and and just young players like where we've we've spent a fraction of the money that other clubs have to kind of bring in that young talent and 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 they're adapting and they're stepping up i'm very i'm happy like sonny and our team is the only one that's over the age of 30 so he's building a foundation to the players they haven't hit their peak yet <laughs> good times best fans good times like it's so crazy because this is the kind of excitement and the kind of description chelsea fans would have wanted for chelsea uh i'm, I'm just i'm not convinced by Tottenham. i think I think early doors, yeah. But here we go. The hater in you speaking. Can I, or... can I finish my sentence? <laughs> no, here we go. Here we go. Yeah. Come on then. Come on, Chelsea fan. <laughs> Shit on us. I'm, Let's go. No, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, I think in the long run, I think, yeah, you've done well, like five games, amazing. I'm glad the vibes are back. <laughs> but I don't know, like, whether long term, over the course of the season. I'm actually going to piss myself. <laughs> 
I don't know over the course of the season whether that you're going to be able to maintain those levels because I do think you're going to get injuries and I do think that. But that's what I just said. We've only yeah. had one transfer window. We're not a complete artist. Well, she's saying that. She's I, I've saying, already said that. that. I don't have Europe. Can I like, say we, Yeah, we don't Let have Europe. Let me land a plane. Like, like, I'm literally not even on that runway. You should be grounded because you're doing that's what you should be doing. I don't even think like, I, I, yeah, I just, I'm not convinced that this guy, let's see long term, long term whether he can maintain this. It'll be interesting to see what happens over the course of the season. But I'm not, ex- I'm not expecting us to go and win a league title. I'm not or, saying league do, title. Or do whatever. I'm what expecting, expecting us then? to get, I'm expecting us to, to push for top four. I want she top picked five. Her That's what I'm yeah, expecting. Like, like, no. Push yeah, push. Like, I want us Say to... Say you're expecting uh, no. no, but I'm not... I want... If somebody would have asked me on the first game of the season, I would have said, I want to get back into Europe. I wouldn't have defined which European competition. Mm-hmm. But I do believe, based on what I've seen in the early on, if our players can stay fit, I, I think we can push for Champions League. But again, we safe. need... We are not Chelsea. We cannot go spend a billion pounds. We need European revenue. So whether that's the Europa League, people are so happy, they will go and watch the Europa League games yeah. as well. Also, I do so, think it is possible is with starting eleven to push for top four. Arsenal basically did it. So I think they're going to finish it. Without Europe, without uh, League Cup. Yeah. We're only playing once a week between now and January. Yeah, and that was Arsenal's opportunity to get in top four. And I think Tottenham potentially could do the same thing. Not that I want them to, but... Spurs are still Spurs at the end of the day. <laughs> that's, that's, that's fine. But like to be where we are after five games under this manager, like I said, we're going to... In order to have a, a, a fuller-looking squad and then being able to compete back in Europe and still sustain the same level in the, in the Champions League when we get back in, we're going to need two or three summers. Yeah. But I want this manager in place for the next two, three, four years. Like, I want to give him as much time as Poch had to, to, to get us to push because I believe he's the right guy. I wasn't confident under Conte. I, I, th- I thought Conte and Mourinho could perhaps win us a cup quickly but in terms of actual long-term doing the rebuild, I'm confident that Andrew will be able to lead us and we'll be better on the other side of the rebuild. What under him. is the other side of the rebuild? If I may ask, is it a trophy? Is it playing good football? Or is it just staying in the Champions League? Because I've never quite understood what all of the all of the above, All of the above. Yeah. Like, it's all of the above. This is our first season in 14 years that we haven't had European football. Mm. Like I wasn't coming on the on the pod every week being like us like we we are it was a terrible season. So I expect us to be consistently um getting back into European football. Ideally if that can be Champions League, I expect us to win a trophy because I've only celebrated one trophy in the entire time <laughs> that I've been alive. And if we Ooh. can keep investing and use the new stadium revenues and that mm. then it's about going to get the players that would give you the extra one percent then you start thinking and i'm not talking about in next year or the year after in five six years time i start thinking okay how do we build a squad that's then capable of winning the league mm. and and that's i need to see progression we've mm. fallen so far away from that that we haven't finished in in <laughs> europe you can sit there and laugh but I what's the point i'm not going to win the league in five seasons no, but that's not what she's seasons. saying she's or saying even a rebuild yeah. that that's, would be the that's, goal that's what i want that's to see <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. You, you guys can go along with this nice story but <laughs> no but I it's for anyone crazy. even yeah. for chelsea the goal of a rebuild will be for you to challenge for trophies to go and win the league 
in five, six years. We're talking about Who top knows? six times. <laughs> <laughs> When taking it, when Pep Guardiola stays at City, it's going to be hard for anybody to take that league title off. Yeah, but it's about pushing and getting closer for all of us. Yeah, all of us is about how can you close that gap to City. (laughs) She said, "Is Aston Villa's got to go over the Premier League?" (laughs) No, it's funny because they actually are rebuilding. Gonna win the Premier League. I yeah, but it. they're they're rebuilding as a mid-table club. Mm. No, That's they're compl- not. No, they're not. They're in Europe this season. So okay. if they re- they but rebuild, their goal would be to five six seasons to win the league. Like what are we doing here? Wait, man? who are we talking about now? Aston Villa. Aston Villa. Well, historically, that's not what they've achieved. So obviously, it's not historically, the same. okay, Tottenham fine. Either. Fine. Uh, Emery won't be there in five years. Well, let's be you, honest. How do you know that? Emery's not going to be there in five Poster years. Kukulu might not even be there in five years. Kukulu might not be there in five years. Livy's not sacked. Do you know how many managers that we're paying for? For the people that we oh sacked earlier? Do you know how much money we were paying for Antonio Conte? I'm just saying. I'm just He's saying. not going to be there. In he five, might six, not so. be there. We are not, five, historically, six, apart from this terrible period that we've been in, we get, we historically, we have given our managers time. And will get given time. He's not I have never seen five, the fan base seasons. this happy since we got to the Champions League final. Wow. Like honestly, it's good vibes. Do you know how much? Do you know how many games I'm going to over there? I'm I'm <laughs> scrambling around trying to find tickets because I need to be there in person. Just to watch good football. <laughs> when you've been struggling for a long time, yeah. trust me, I you'll be going. Trust me, I know. I I understand because I'm not going to a single Chelsea game this year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going unless I'm invited. I'm not going to a single. Chelsea I think game I think the title of this pod is that Tottenham are going to win the league in five to six years. <laughs> Oh, I never actually what that. is what is our goal? What is the what is the point in being in the Premier League if your goal is to not eventually try to win the competition? Luton, five, six years. <laughs> Who said Luton? <laughs> 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 Tima, I hate you. I actually hate you. Okay. Forever running your agenda, but it's okay. Oh, God. So if I'm just being I'm just being for real. Like I think I think it's great. Like obviously when you come in, you've got a new manager, you get the new manager bounce, good vibes. But not all of us get that. Okay, not all of us get that. Whatever, but I just think let's let's not get ahead of ourselves. I wasn't getting ahead. I said a good season. I would hope. I want us to get back into Europe. How is that getting ahead of ourselves? You said you didn't say Europe. You actually said. I said Europe. Did I? Did I I not say Europe? I said Champions Champions League. League. Europe as a minimum and to push for top for Champions League. Top five, yeah. Okay. Yeah, to to push. I still I think that's a bit ahead of Tottenham personally. But all right. So another topic that's been trending (laughs) on Twitter after Man United won and after Tottenham won is the fact that one Hannibal celebrated his goal. Oh, he's young. He's a free one. I get, he's just yeah, young. It's his first goal. He's been working his whole life. It's his first goal. Yeah, and it was a good yeah, goal as well. Like it, was, it, was, yeah. it wasn't the tapping. <laughs> I mean, I, I understand he's young, first goal. Obviously, everyone else, they wouldn't have done that because we would have cussed them. <laughs> I but, felt like Martial felt sorry for him, so went, well done. Yeah. <laughs> no one went to celebrate. <laughs> not being funny, you guys didn't give Daniel James that same grace when he scored his first goal. And he's celebrating. Oh, what did he do? He stood in front of the fans and yeah, he was celebrating. Yeah. And then it was Martial that That's because that, yeah. Dan James, Dan <laughs> James got lost on his way back yeah. to champi- championship football. <laughs> Sorry. At least Hannibal's like from the academy. So 
Yeah. Like, you get it. I thought it was so harsh when I saw people say, why is this motherfucker ch- celebrating? <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I'm just like... No, I, I can give him some grace. He's a young yeah. boy. Yeah. But then this is this is the life of a footballer. Getting used to criticism. Yeah. I like the way you 360 that. Word, 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 <laughs> Especially word. when we're talking about Man United. Love that, man. I think majority of our players get criticised. It comes with being a Man United player. Yeah, because some of them are a bit dodgy. Uh, uh. Not even if you're good, you still get criticised. Okay, fair enough. And also, yeah. um, Tottenham got a bit of stick for celebrating like you guys won the Champions League against Sheffield United. Yeah, like it's last minute, nah. Like when you're losing the game in the 96th minute and you win, sorry, people are going to celebrate. Like I said the vibes are good at Spurs also, people yeah. are happy people are happy to be there the same way when Arsenal <laughs> celebrated last season when yeah. uh, what's his face Reese Nelson scored the goal but like, they people were on are... the t- no 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 they were the title charge that's different they were on the title charge okay Okay. But so what I did you want like everyone nothing... to do should we stand in silence you know there's you know nothing what? wrong with players having belief I in think, exactly. I think. Should, should, we, should we just spin in silence think, and just clapped I think as a Chelsea fan maybe I'm bad vibes because if that happened at Stamford Bridge, yeah, and it's to like a Sheffield United, I would just sit there and be like, Dude, this should have bloody happened to begin with. No, but maybe I'm bad. Let's, let's, co- paint, a co- let's paint a picture. Bearing in mind yeah. it was Richarlison who equalised. It was Richarlison's assist and what he's gone yeah. through and what he is still going through. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to criticise. The equaliser. <laughs> Okay, I get you. Like because, because of the just scored a last minute winner the in the hundred and yeah, whatever right. minute. Minute does have a point. It, it's fine. I get. I get what you're saying. But I'm just saying, for me as a Chelsea fan, those kind of things don't move me. Mm. Especially okay. If it's but, a so, team but what part of the cele- what part of the celebration yesterday at Spurs had anything to do with Chelsea? No, it didn't. No, but she's not what <laughs> you, you, you're. It's a conversation. Yeah, like, basically, <laughs> you should have you should have beat them before the last minute. Like you should have been smashing Sheffield United. Because, like you said, you that's what she's saying. Badly, you played really well. Like for example, if we got the a last minute win against Bournemouth, I wouldn't have celebrated. No. Well, I would have celebrated, but I wouldn't have like gone wild. I would have just been like, "This should have happened." No, to but begin I with. I still feel like the context is different. If you've come off, you know, as a Chelsea fan, having watched your team play rubbish for like two years, and then your team is now back-to-back performing really, really well, that's different. That's different. No. Yes, it vouch. is, especially when it's good vibes and they haven't had good vibes a in a really fan. long time. No. I can vouch as a Liverpool fan because I don't know if you guys are going to remember. Yes. yes. Remember when we did that celebration and it was a 2-2 draw. Yes. We're still clouding you till this day. But do you know what it was? People won't understand. It was the connection between the players and the and the fans. Yes. Yes. Which Klopp wanted to I'm build. Sorry, that is shameless. No, it's not shameless. It's not shameless at all. Yeah. Yeah. No, nah, because you look, you look at the connection our fans have with our players and Klopp now. And it works. So I understand so, what yeah. he's trying to do. I hear do, do you know how many times no, I came here last works. season and said these players don't even yeah. look like they want to play for the club? Everyone has to be one. Exactly. And I can't lie, that, that good vibes carries your team. Thank you. We have team. the North London derby next week. We need a, we need a United fan base. That's what it no, does. I hear it. Yeah. That's fine. It. You little fuck shit <laughs> and, and sat here in history. That's okay. Yeah. 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 Let, let, let the misery run. But that's at the moment, I'm actually bad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, fair. I've not been happy with my team for a long time. I want to feel that happiness. <laughs> Thank you. Like, it. Sorry, it doesn't matter what the team is, what the context. If you get a last minute winner, that's adrenaline. At the end of the day, if you're sat at home, if you're in the stadium, what you feel is adrenaline. 
I get the adrenaline part. <sighs> I'm just saying, for me, as a Chelsea <laughs> fan, when it's a team that I know we should have been, and this is probably because it's out of frustration and the way Chelsea have been playing, etc. So I can't mm. put myself in your shoes entirely. Mm. But for me, if we had that last minute winner against Bournemouth, I would be like, this is what it should have been mm. to begin with, as opposed to... That's you. That's if you had got a last, if if there was a last minute winner last at, minute, uh, today, that that uh, that away end at for Chelsea would have been going nuts. You sure? I would yeah. have been going nuts, but I would have. I agree with Anita. Like I think for me, yeah, Chelsea but, fans are bad fans. But Chelsea, right. yeah, okay, fine. But I think that's also like a. Let me not even say that. <laughs> she's gonna say loser mentality or something like that. Okay. <laughs> Anita doesn't say. like it when footballers cry. That's fine. Yes, so Everyone Tima, has different. Tima doesn't Sorry, like Team doesn't like managers, it when footballers cry. Managers, or managers or whoever. <laughs> so that's fine. I like it when managers and footballers cry. Yeah, like, not, not, cool. can, I, can I just say it's not footballers, it's managers. <laughs> <laughs> I like the passion. Like, cool. Like, cool. But okay. Yeah. Cool. Anyways, we still got the three points. That's yeah. that's the most important thing. Yeah, so three points. There we go. You got the three points, as they like to say on Stoppage Time TV. Three point collectors. Not there we go. I didn't even say it this weekend, man. I was even being kind. I didn't even say it in the group chat. It's fine. Yeah. It's because again. Next time I should have said it. I should say it to you. Sorry. I do feel mm. like you didn't say it because there's an inch of shame in there. But <laughs> we'll come back to it. We'll come back to it. I can't feel shame, man. I'm happy. Sure. Good vibes. Anyways, that's over to Liverpool. That's great. Over to Liverpool. Liverpool. Mm-hmm. One nil down before half time. And. It should have been two. Yeah. It should have yeah. been three, should have been four. Yeah. But <laughs> it was. Boy. Yeah. So what was, was going through your mind in that match? I couldn't believe what I was watching. God damn. I could not believe what to I was watching. To be honest, Klopp has, has a big blame because he started McAllister. He shouldn't have started McAllister. He came into the training ground, what, 20, less than 24 hours uh, after playing 11,000 feet above sea level he hadn't recovered the oxygen <laughs> exactly. in, in his system in the way he was playing and the way they absolutely the Wolves midfield Lamina absolutely killed our midfield so Bosley was terrible Jones was playing a left wing role Matip and Gomez I'd rather not speak about them <laughs> shout out to Kwanza though making his debut at 20 I thought he was excellent um but second half we were really good Klopp made some good changes so he he did a double six with Saboslai and Jones, and he brought on Diaz. Um, and then he took off Gapo and Jota, and then brought on Nunes and Elliot. And I just think the amount of options we have in our forward line is just excellent, and it's really carrying us. And I'm really proud of the team, not in the fact that we should have beaten Wolves, of course, but we've, over the f- over the past five games, we've actually come through quite a lot of challenges. I mean, we played games with 10 men, in two games, Newcastle game, we obviously came back and won. Bournemouth game, we maintained and won. Came back from behind three times. So the team is looking good in that. It's looking a bit like a clock team again. Because last season, what was so frustrating is we would like give up like after after a bad start. So we're mm. starting to see, we're starting to see clock. clock they don't ball. do that here. No. Mm. <laughs> Just so they don't do that here. We did. We were doing that last season. Don't speak for us. <laughs> no, no, no. Apparently, you're not. You should just give up and you shouldn't celebrate if you come back. No so. one said that, man. Do you know yeah. what? <laughs> this is the loser talk. This is the loser talk. We don't do that. This here. is the loser talk. Which loser talk? Do you know what? 
If you only if you have a trophy in the last ten years, speak. Thank you. Cool. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's discrimination. <laughs> <laughs> but to be honest, how many games? I think thirteen points out of fifteen. I'm very happy with that. I don't. I didn't actually expect us to be even our midfield to show such great signs so quickly. Especially Sabozla, I think he's an excellent signing. Um, I understand. I understand Hendo not wanting to stay because he was getting no minutes. Yeah, he was <laughs> yeah. he was gonna play. So Bosla is a baller. At all, he's crazy. He's got everything. It's funny because um, people underestimated this Sabozla guy as well. Like I remember when you guys no, got you him. Could he is on FIFA? Sorry, hmm? I-, I knew he was gonna. <laughs> how could Sabozla is on FIFA? <laughs> he is on career crazy. mode. He's crazy. The way his rating just. People, people <laughs> yeah. weren't sure about him. People really? were saying, yeah, people weren't sure about him. And I remember because you guys wanted Enzo and and Lavia, not Enzo, Lavia and Caicedo as well. Everyone they wanted thinking, Enzo as well. Oh yeah, you, you did want Enzo, oh, but I mean, you did bid for him. But yeah, but yeah obviously, the guys coming and he's hit the ground running. And yeah. I'm actually looking at him like he could have. No, he was he was in Kunku's understudy at uh, Leipzig, so. No, they they were on the pitch he at the was. same they, time. No, they don't play in the same position. I, I heard that he was his un- understudy. No, he wasn't. Yeah. Timo. <laughs> uh, do you know what? And the thing is, Timo, I was going to say they don't play the same position. Should, yeah. But I, we've been having a chemistry today. So. <laughs> yeah, so I think what's positive is that we're just getting results because I think we're going to grow into the season. So, yeah, I think maybe watch out for Liverpool a bit. I still think maybe third, fourth, but... I think okay. you're already putting that shout already. No, I predicted us to be fourth, but yeah, second. No, I didn't. Nah, I didn't no, I'm saying you, you don't think you've got a chance to get second. Oh no, I, th- I don't know. It's it's difficult because I still think we're missing key pieces. I mean, our defense. Hmm. Oh, cool, yeah. goodness. Where where was um, uh, what's his name? Virgil. Yeah, he's, he was suspended because he, he abused game. a referee. Ah. Yeah. When you hear what he said, when you hear what he said, it's just ridiculous. What did what he, he say? Was, what he say? just said, effing, you're an effing joke. Like, do players not say that all the time? It was in a very And he was fine. And he was fine 100k as well. It's just... Players He's captain, though. No, but they used to say it at each other. No, they say it at the refs too. Like... That's why understand. they should do what they do in rugby. Put Even microphones Pickford on the referees, today. they'll soon stop. Even Pickford today, the FA watched that Pickford at the lines move. <laughs> no, I want him banned too because let's have some say? consistency. He I said, you're an effing joke, you're effing crap. And okay. See, captain so, though. You've got to leave by example. captain or not. You've got to leave by example. He's though, isn't he? Or, oh, no, it's no, Tarkovsky today. Um, yeah. Yeah, but you've got to lead by example. Like you can't be saying mm. those things. To and to be fair, he was a. Ve- it was a very. It was very unlike Virgil in Chemistry. terms of his reaction. And I think because, because he's was... generally quite calm, and he yeah. he lost his head. That didn't help. Yeah, I mean, but a big shout out to Mo Salah as well. Two hundred goal contributions in two hundred twenty three games. Crazy. Can you tell him to start scoring some goals though for you FPL because the assists. Salad, for the price, thing. it's not thing, worth it. So. Why did Har- Harvey Elliott? Uh, Why did Har- Harvey Elliott? <laughs> <laughs> right. Why did Harvey Elliott <laughs> celebrate like that? Because, like this boy, he's literally a Liverpool fan. He's literally living his dream. The celebrations, every, every, apparently, you can't celebrate. You can't celebrate. Yeah, you can't be he, too happy. And he, and he wrapped up the game. He it was like, he can't be too happy. It doesn't matter if it was. If well, it was he didn't know that until afterwards. You can see that it clearly hit the players. Okay, so. but he didn't know it's that. It's fine, yeah. yeah. No, it's okay. You can't celebrate too hard. No. Yeah, <laughs> you, you can. Got, you got they can it, because they actually down. won it in, in normal time. What's and the difference? No, let's not do that. And it they wasn't it Sheffield United, so. It was Wolves. 
The same Wolves, Wolves that everyone predicted would also be in relegation battle. Wolves not gonna lie, Wolves is a bogey team. They, no, they beat us three 0 last season. Yeah, like, but when yeah. when we went out to Sheffield United in the cup last season under Conte. Lauren, if you have a chance, <laughs> you know. But if it's like, oh. <laughs> can I just ask, like, how? But in terms of going behind in games, it seems like a consistent pattern. How do you kind of? cut that out it's for different reasons though like this match was always going to be very difficult because we've got a lot of South American players a lot of them didn't play like Nunes Diaz McAllister as I said shouldn't have even started and we had a makeshift back four with a kid who was literally carrying the defence mm. Um. so I didn't I wasn't too surprised but as long as we keep winning that's fine but we, it'll be nice to have like our 11 back so we can start building into the season um so whenever trent trent is back canate came on and is back so yeah let's see what we can do this season mm. but it's looking good i'm happy you, you don't have any objections to ella's predictions no because i i had a sneaky feeling at the beginning of the summer it went a bit waywards but i think you you ended the window strongly that Liverpool would be back this season mm. and would be in contention for the title. Midfield. And so... Do, and do you know what's funny? I didn't think that um, Klopp fixed the midfield on paper. Like, on paper, it just didn't look like the midfield was fit. And even when you guys played against Chelsea, your midfield just seemed mm. very exposed. Like, it seemed very gappy. And then all of a sudden... But it's I like, was telling you both. Yeah, yeah, but I was McCall- telling McCallister's, you both. McAllister's not a six, though. He's, He's not, not a six. Klopp affects. Who have you got Endo... Endo, but we also have like Thiago and Bajetic to come back. There are six. You need, yeah, you need, you need, you need, you need to. He's made of paper, mass I know he is, but imagine Thiago in the six with McAllister and Sabotola. That's game changing. Even if it's for 10 games. He's out of those hamstrings. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. And obviously we've got Graven Birch as well, who has a lot to prove. That's time. the other guy that you had, mm. sorry. Yeah. yeah. So. All right. So we're going to end the Premier League talk there. We've only got about five minutes left. And we're just going to run through the Champions League fixtures really quickly. Only person here that can really talk on Champions League is I don't Beatrice. want to, though. But do you think... You, okay. Because I haven't asked you, what are your expectations for Man United in this Champions League? Not the head scratch. <laughs> just get past around 16. Okay, so you don't expect them to go further than quarterfinals? Mm-mm. Okay. You expect them to even get past round 16? I, s- <laughs> I said that's my the minimum expectation. Is to get to the round of 16 or past round Past. 16. So you expect them to get to the round of 16? You, do you remember, you can't ha- you can't set your ambition too high. Bring it back down. <laughs> I'm <laughs> asking a question. <laughs> Should someone asked Just me what my minimum <laughs> expectation is. It doesn't mean so it's going finals. to happen. Like it means, finals. yes. Mm. Why don't you say quarter finals then? I just said what I said. It's the same thing. You said right past for around the 16. Okay, so the <laughs> matches that we have. <laughs> Timor, like, step off everyone's leg. <laughs> can't let people rest. God, let everybody rest. <laughs> okay, it's sorry. It's a strange I'm... way of putting it. That's the only... She wanted to put it that way. Let her put it that way. Okay. Past round of 16 and quarterfinals, mm-hmm. same thing. All right. All right. So Man City play Red Bull. Red Bull? Is it like Salzburg or Leipzig? Salz- no, no, no. Oh, no. is it Salzburg? Do you know what? Isn't it like I Leipzig? always get this wrong, they get them yeah? Every because season. On, on the um, thing it says, <laughs> Cravenna 
Zvezda. Oh, no, oh, no, 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 no. Red Star, Star Belgrade. That's the Red Star. Yeah, not of the Red Bull. I always but. get it wrong. <laughs> they play Red Star. I'm guessing we're all going for. I'm See, with that. Yeah. yeah. Is it away, home is or it away? Home. home. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
sexy boy. <laughs> Vanistroy? Are you dumb? Are you dumb? <laughs> Vanistroy is handsome. Are they doing the extra he time as a time thing in the Champions League? He looks like the Prince Charming from Shrek. Exactly. Or is it just That's a Premier League? I don't know. I hope they are. So I hope there's. I hope. Um, if they're doing, they're doing the added time Cup thing time. in UEFA oh, comps God. as well, I no, I just hope there's 15 minutes added time each half. Crying. Anyway, <laughs> and with that in mind, we are going to close off this podcast. Wait, hold on. Did we say that? But you said that um, Arsenal's gonna draw. Mm. We said Arsenal's gonna win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go one. draw as well. You're gonna go draw. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> and with that being said, <laughs> we are gonna close off this episode. It's been a little bit heated with. Tima and her rants against both. Tima and her rants against Todd Bowley. We've had Beatrice, and I don't even think Beatrice was here today. Beatrice was just nice and calm as no, she. She kept... was going on off no, on Sancho. Sancho. I don't. I don't. You came with your receipts. Yeah. You came with your receipts. Yeah. 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 You presented your case. Yeah. yeah. B came with her receipts on Jaden Sancho. We spoke about a lot about High Maguire. Lauren is happy, but she's not allowed to celebrate last minute winners. <laughs> according to myself and Tima, because I just think have some shame. And Ella is back with a smile. You don't look sad. You don't look depressed. Even though there is an episode coming out in the coming weeks where Steven Gerrard doesn't make the top five Premier League I was not involved in this ever. episode. I cannot when you were involved. Liverpool. But still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, mm-hmm. stay tuned to what we have coming out. Faye's Corner is back also, so make sure you like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at Gold Diggers UK on Twitter, and at Gold Diggers UK underscore on Instagram. And we'll see you next week. Don't be surprised if I ask what a bag is. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.